It's March 26th, somebody's checking us out on CastBox. And now we proceed with our metal invocation. We call it a metal on high, whose thunderous double bass crashes and squealing riffs never lie, burning disbelievers into ashes. From frozen Nordic winds to Florida's golden coasts, shrieking harmonic guitar bends and the screams of tortured ghosts. Dimebag and Dio, King Diamond and Devin Townsend, we call them hero and talk of them without end. Van Halen, not Van Hagar, and Rob Halford, Ozzy and Mike Patton, their songs lift us up when we are low or bored. Their sun and orange amps at 11 will each one of us flatten. Friends gather at shows to circle and rule the pit, whether to see Behemoth and Nergal or Gene Hoagland bring death on his drum kit. Renewing energy glows from these songs, black death power gent and prog. Last ring and smoke rises from bongs, where long hairs bang heads in a fog. Metal is the best, we call on its power. This is no test, it is simply the Non-Judgmental Hour. Welcome to Non-Judgmental 35. This week we talk about River of the Nile, new album. Where Owls Know My Name, like it's the best fucking thing we ever heard, because maybe it is. We also uh, talk about a little bit of Emperor of Mind, because it blew our fucking minds. On top of that, we cover metal subjects such as which bands shouldn't have broke up or maybe we wish would reunite. And uh, Metal Wendy might be back to uh, see what's stirring the fucking pot. I think that, like that old fucking rivers and new, believe it or not, it's not better. Yeah. But I can see why they were like, look, if we could just, what would make us or what would change us into something different? The reviews I was reading from other sources said about this rivers of Nile was saying, um, because I, dead off the bat, non-judgmental thirty-five. I'm going crazy over this record, man. Um, I mean, it is brand spanking new, and I've probably listened to it, I mean, mere days at this point, and I've listened to it at least three or four times all the way through. Um, just, uh, you know, right off the tick, uh, su uh, Subtle Change, I think it is. Right. Um, and uh, let me make sure. Yeah, Subtle Change and Hollow, man, really stuck out to me. It's probably some of the best tracks. And the opener, that uh, Silent Life, the one that was kind right. of a single, That's I first good. heard that uh, on the radio, man. And, and I uh, like the title track, like the actual album title. Yeah. I can't remember what the fucking name is. Something about the owls. Well, uh, where owls know my name. That, that, like the whole album's got good saxophone and shit in it, but at the same time, that song right there, that kind of took the cake for me. Man, this album really, to me, like it, it hit on a um. What what I'd like to actually like when when I thought about it and I actually listened to it the first time, I was like, man, this is the perfect album when I think of the words non-judgmental, because like when I was trying to tell people about it, I was like, man, you ought to check this band out. I, I've been hearing a track uh, on the radio and I'm, I've heard a few songs and I'm I'm gonna pick it up when it comes out. I was like, man, it's got a fucking saxophone in it, you know, but it's death metal. And they're like, that doesn't sound very good. And I'm like, nah, man, open your mind up. The whole concept, non-judgmental, like, you know, don't pick it up and just put it back down. You actually give it a listen, man, and, and, and blown away. And you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Like, even the review said, they said, like, while this band was good before with right. their previous releases, 
they have found their calling with the musical stylings on this. Like they went a little experimentational, and uh, you know they've they've brought out something like they they've they've hit that click that stride for them. And and I, man, I think this record's a masterpiece. Like I think this will be the album these cats are known for because it's just it's solid all the way through. I think so. Yeah, like I mean, it's got like uh, like I like I said that subtle chain song, man. It's got this slow drives to it, and that like you know it kind of you know it's like eight and a half minutes, man, and it's. You know, it's slow, and then it's fast, and it's heavy, uh, you know, and then it's it's got that slow groove and that, like, jazzy sound, man, when the sax kicks in, and it just it's so relaxing at that point, man, and then it comes back with the intensity, and, and I'm, I'm hearing that, and I'm like, it holds all the best parts of metal that I like. Like, there's a lot of death metal bands out there. It's one of the most generic genres you can find. You can find a lot of, you know, there's not a cannibal corpse for every band out there, you know I mean? They're, they're like, there's certain ones that hold that, that special appeal, right. but a lot of death metal just kind of hits hits a stride and stays it's very generic with uh you know and i hate to use that word like that you know like stock but um i think i use it too often i think i do too but but in this i think it's the best term for what i'm describing right now is like when i say generic death metal people know it just doesn't have that it factor this is death metal with that fucking it factor like anything but generic yeah this completely inventive and imaginative yeah, this is contender for album of the year for me, and it's only March. So let's see, you know, what they're if if the rest of the year holds better releases. Of this we're in for a fucking ride. Like that would be crazy if it goes against that Vitalism record because Vitalism has that one song on there. I think it's Uma O, oh, yeah, something like that. But that's that that's that one with the the saxophone in it. With I've heard horns in metal before. Like a lot of people like the term avant garde metal comes up because there's a band I like, Dog Fashion Disco, like. They'll have certain songs that are kind of like groovy and, and, and that weird industrial, you know, awkward thing. But they'll have some songs that are heavy with screams and, you know, just real intensity to it. And their last couple albums, they've integrated horns into that. Right. And, that, dude, I love it. Like, that's incredible to me. Like, I, so I've heard it before, but the way it's implemented here, man, like the saxophone leading into guitar solos, mm. I mean, it's beautiful. Mm. And then at the same time, man, it's heavy. You want to slam down to it, but... It also, you know, has like that 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 mellowness to it, man. And uh, Angry Gordon was uh, actually gonna um, be on here and talk about it, man, because he feels the exact same way. He's been pushing this for a couple weeks. He kept saying, "Man, did you hear this song? Did you hear this song?" And finally, I heard it on the radio, and I gave it another listen to, you know, when I can kind of get some time to myself. And now with this record, like I'm, I'm fucking in love with it, man. And uh, he uh, he's actually getting a chance to go see them here in the next couple of weeks. So we're gonna hear about that. Hopefully, that'll go pretty good. Goddamn diabolical. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, the, definitely recommendation from non Judge Metal Rules of Nile, where Owls Know My Name. Uh, McGruff picks off of it, Subtle Change and Hollow. So, absolutely solid record. I'm Angry Gordon from Non Judge Metal. You need to check out Non Judge Metal on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And now, iTunes. Holy fuck. Yeah, I fucking did it. Gent Trendsetter's Periphery in the studio. New album. Announced that they're working on a new record. Uh, and at the same time, they also had an interview recently with uh, Misha Mansour, guitarist for uh, Periphery. And it, 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 it was interesting because like, we talk about sometimes, like, you know, musicians and, like, the money they make. You right. know, they do this for a living. And that interview was actually cool because it's very, um, it was eye-opening for someone like me who knows 
a little about the music industry, but not a, a whole. You know, I don't. I don't know all the ins and outs like of being a professional band on the road. Right. That being said, like he, you know, this is a band that I would consider pretty big since they debuted in 2010. Last year, they were nominated for a Grammy off their latest record. True. I mean, Absolutely. this is a well-known gent act, one of the pioneers of this uh, trendsetters. Still get hate all over all metal boards online. Of like, course, so many people hate them, and I, I don't get it. I don't get it, way. man. I think Periphery's great. Um, you know, not I mean, great. Like I, I don't know if they're great. Like I don't hate them. I knew, me time, and like friend of the show, uh, Scotty, yeah, we're, we're war fans for sure, definitely, man. They're, and he says that they're absolutely stunning live, man. So I'm, I'm, I, I definitely would go catch them if they come. And I think they got some songs that are just fucking beat down heavy. And, and the melodies I like too because I'm into that. But um, I thought it was pretty cool in that interview because he says, you can't make a living off making music. He's like, we, I don't make a living off that. You know, he said, you know, you make, make it off the merch. You make it off other things like uh, he does other stuff like guitar lessons and stuff online and at shows. I mean, like you know, they really put a lot, a lot of other extra avenues into it because you know, like pretty much as a musician, you can make anywhere between yeah, you might make a hundred thousand dollars in a year in your band, you know, if you your your tour makes a million dollars. But like, like they he even said they went to the UK their last tour to Europe, no profits from it. Like they pretty much that tour paid for the tour itself. They come home with nothing. Like the money they made. Any money they made there would have been off like merchandise or you know like uh, giving well, lessons even or, make that or meet and greet. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like I do, but they didn't even make that money. I think they got a bad manager or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Because we've seen that. And well, no, I, what what they're saying is like the tour itself, like actually going out and playing the music, ticket sales. Like generally, that's going to cover. I mean, you got to think about it, man. It's going to cover like you got kind people room and setting your equipment and your room and board, your travel expenses, stuff like that. You want to live somewhat comfortably. They don't want to do it out of a van anymore. You know. I, I agree with that, but still, right. like, to not bring home any profit. Well, I, that, I'm not saying they don't bring home profit. I'm saying what what I took from it is they're making money, but the way they do is they get over there and they do other, you know, they, they go on tour, they do other ventures. Like, they probably got YouTube channels, you know. Uh, like, I know, I'm Hopefully pretty sure the drummer, the drummer, like, when they did that uh, video game awards, the drummer was on stage. He helped do the music for the Doom right, game right. and played it and stuff like that. Avenues like that, they, they have extra avenues. Like, I, I think it's saying, like, you know, you you can, but it's it's really hard. It was just kind of like to hear a band like them, they're not making money really off touring. Like it's hit or miss for them, depending on the shows. Because he says things like, you know, you have to travel around and do tours. You have to go to Europe and do a tour over there, even if you don't make money. Because if you just try to tour the states and headline, you'll oversaturate the market. You'll oversaturate the market, and then you know people won't show up to shows as much or spend as much money, and they're not going to buy merch. So that overall hurts your bottom line. You right. know, it's like so. Like, you may gross a lot on these tours, but your actual net isn't there. And I was like, man, that's a really interesting look up to it. Like, uh, you can check the article out. It's not on a couple websites, Metal shit. Injections, like, where I see it. I know, but there's so many different sponsorships that a metal band could take advantage of if they choose to. Well, I think that's where they make their money strings, from. Strings, you know what I'm saying? I think that is where they make their money from. I'm just saying, like, the actual tours themselves, like going out, selling tickets, performing shows. Uh, selling albums like you're really not making a lot there like you start to make money at the beginning of it but as you know you you release that album after a, what a month it, it the sales drop off and the the money you know it becomes more sporadic you're right. not really getting paid constantly so you got to go out and tour and when you're on the tour you're going to sell merch and other things that that'll be how you make your income i imagine like i i just i i, I encourage you to check it out it's right. it's an interesting read about the uh, inside of you know these bands that we would because periphery i would take them as more serious of a band than uh, um, decapitated. They've been around 
you know, they, they get a lot more play from what I've seen in YouTube videos and things. I've heard of, I got a lot more people I know got periphery shirts got decapitated shirts. You know what I mean? That, to me, speaks volumes on that. And I'm, we, we were like, man, we wonder how much money they lost during that allegation stance. What if it was a lot more than we think? You know what I mean? Like, if those guys are coming from another country to tour over here and they're paying for it, I mean, damn, man. I told you. Like, that pissed me off. But I didn't know the whole back aspect, I think, what you're bringing up. Yeah. As, like, people we go out of. I think that I think our to... minds were reaching further. Like, these guys were, were sitting pretty being able to do this, but they're not. And then... You know, or that maybe they are. I think this I mean, is the part of the, the shit where they actually make the money in the states. Yeah, and I'm sure it's a variable to it too, depending right. on your merch sales and things of that nature, and uh, you know, you know, just different stuff. I mean, how how well you are as an individual and as a band can manage your money. A bad manager, good manager, like you mentioned. I'm sure there's variables to that concept, but I mean, like overall, like it's just re it was eye opening to see that a band that I like that I bought albums and, and products from. Right. You know, like. You're like, man, I, you know, I really just buying the ticket to the show sometimes isn't enough to support them. You know, if you got it, buy an extra shirt. Like I seen you got that Sufferer shirt, man. Uh, that album came out almost Couldn't album of the up. year to you, man, and you picked up a shirt for it. Like you're supporting the band. Like I encourage people to do that. These guys, they're out there putting on, you know, a life, uh, uh, giving their lives to entertain us. You know, throw right. a few bucks their way if you got a chance. I'll do that, but like. As far as another avenue for, for revenue and profit to come in, as far as the monetization on YouTube, and then you also got Spotify. Yeah, didn't YouTube like, just change their monetization rules, though? They did, but, like, you just got to have, like, the monetizational aspects and shit. And that was more or less just for, like, the controversial videos that are coming out about Oh, I'm still, I'm still sure it's hard, though, for struggling artists to meet some of those requ right. requisites, though. So, I mean, like... It's just, I don't know, when I look at it, it just, it, it made me more appreciative of the artists that I follow. Dude, it obviously is, and I'm going to tell you something, when we come back, I'm going to tell you something that kind of gives the whole thing away, because there's a band out here that's actually released their 12th album, and right now their song isn't on YouTube, it's only on Spotify, you actually have to download that app in order to listen to the whole song. Oh man. No bullshit, you're going to find out when you come back. Sounds good. Anyway, thanks for checking out Non-Judgmental. Once again, we're always appreciative of having you here. Be sure to check out our friends, uh, Terry Savannah over at the Star City Podcast. I've always fucking loved Seven Dust. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. I've done seen them three, maybe four times. I saw them at the, the, the Ziggy Rodeo. Not Ziggy's, but... Um, I'll be seeing them my fourth in May at Rebellion. Never tell you about that the, the the disco rodeo shit. I can't remember where, where the fuck that was, but like it was raining outside and they came outside and gave us a hard time and like we just hit some keef out of a bowl and shit and like we were so high like all three of us that were there together just could not stop geeking. Everybody is so fucking mad and cussing and like saying they'll never see this band again and like us three are just laughing our fucking faces off because it just seemed like it was so unusual, but at the same time, like, what the fuck are we doing here anyways, you know? But Seven Dust yeah. just released their 12th album. Oh, yeah, man. Or I don't think it's out yet, but I think it's coming. Right. They just announced their tw uh, 12th album. That fucking, like, the, the part that I heard on there, because I don't... Are you talking about Dirty? Head. Yeah. Dirty. Really melodic. Oh my god, dude! I listened a to lot it more today. Metal than what it used to. Like it almost seems like it's going back to that new age of new metal. When new metal. Did you like listen to their last record? Oh, I think it was not Kill the Flaw. 
No, remember I got stuck. I got caught in that time travelers and bonfires, and I was all about psychedelics and shit for a second. Cause I was almost. We might have to pause aspect. and listen to a track off that man. One of the uh, uh, singles off that. Thank you, man. That is one of the best songs I think they've ever wrote, man. And I saw them play that live, and just how he interacted with the crowd and how like the vocals went with it. Right. It, I mean, dude, it's it's inspiring, man. And I'm, I, we might have to check that out. And I might. I want to get your opinion on that. As a Seven Dust fan, that's great. <sighs> But like as far as albums, would you consider like that that album to be closer to Alpha than to I guess what is that other one I'm trying to think? I might be saying the wrong fucking name in the first place. Then they have one that was like Shit. I can't even name all their albums, man. I know that everything I've ever heard from them has been consistently good. I know they were a band that kind of dropped off for a while, but uh, kind of like um, some other bands out there, they 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 were able to rejuvenate their career and come back on their own terms. And uh, I, I fucking have always liked Seven Dust, man. I've seen them, uh, like I said, three times. Like you, I saw them. I actually saw them. The first time I saw them was with a band called Element 80, which had a badass name because Element 80 is like Mercury on the periodic table. Right, it's super heavy. Which is the heaviest metal, yeah. Uh, so that was, shit was clever. And they were pretty decent live. Decent. Um, Therefore, I think it was a little bit of... They um, put out, like, a really solid, good new metal album, man, and then, like, they put out a couple other ones as independent releases on their own, and they weren't as good, and they just kind of dropped off. But they were... Uh, that first album was actually... I've went back and listened to it a few times. Like, man, it's got some catchy tracks on there, and it's 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 got some decent grooves, man. Not, not a bad record, though. Right. But, um, yeah, I saw them with them and Il Nino. Uh and I saw them on the first and last day of that tour, man. And that was just some of the best shows. Seven Dust, to me, when they play, they're such like a glam rock band. Like, they're just up there having a great time. It's a party. Right. And I think that that's like, that. they translate, their show translates so well with their music. That if you haven't seen them, you need to, you know, buy a ticket, man. Those Truly. fucking guys deserve to have uh, more coverage. I, I wish they could get, like, they'd be one of those bands that people would talk about more. Without a doubt, they come back to phase two. For, with this new album and whatnot, like I, I'd probably be more than happy. It's possible that right. place is getting Trivium. It's getting Bush next month. Uh, it's getting uh, Velamaya under oath, Avatar in the same weekend. Uh, it's getting Black Label Society and Corrosion of Conformity right. in August. I mean, it's got some killer shows coming out there. So I mean, that place is uh, really booming in our little small, small Virginia uh, uh, region, man. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking excited. Right. I'm gonna definitely be catching a couple of those. But yeah, man, I was actually gonna bring that up. Um, Seven Dust, Dirty, new track, man. Just as consistently heavy and good as their other stuff, man. So super um, melodic still. I want to get your opinion of that. Thank you before we head out of here, man. I think you'll really like that song as well. It's got some killer screams in it. Like that, it, it was very surprising to me. Lejean's one of the best vocalists on stage. Oh man, hands down. Like he makes you feel it when he's singing, even if it's Angel's Son or some shit. Oh god, you're I gonna love feel that. it. I love that song, man. I've seen him play it live every time, and I just every time I've seen him, they've played it, man. And I absolutely, you know, and it just I mean, it's a it's a great song on top of the fact of the meaning and story behind it, man. And Snot, Snot was one of the you know, it, people. Some people argue they weren't metal; they were more punk. They were more ska. hardcore punk, you know. Or no, nah, they definitely weren't ska. They, they didn't have there were no horns going on in the no. Uh, it's not, man. No, nah, it was just it was just hardcore. Fast and, and thrash, and but it was heavy. Then it was groovy, man, and kind of had some funk into it a little bit, you know. Like punk? I don't know, funk. Punk? Oh, punk. Funk, okay. you know. I was gonna say like it was almost fast enough to be considered punk in certain parts, but then like almost slow enough to be considered it, almost like Incubus. And my favorite song by them 
is the song Absent, which came out mm-hmm. after the release of the first album. It was on the Strangeland soundtrack, and then it was also, I think, supposed to be on their second record because it was one of the songs on that uh, Snot Alive live album they put out with a couple right. extra tracks. Um, and it was at the end of the Straight Up uh, tribute. That is my favorite song by them, man. And I was like, God, when I listen to it, it, it makes me so excited, but it also makes me extremely sad because I'm like, man, if that's where their career was going, wow. Like, you know, like we really we really lost out by losing him. So Definitely did. You know, I'd rather not have Angel Son if I could have, you know, four more snot records, you know. The trade-off would be totally worth it, and I'm sure every one of those guys would agree. Non-judgmental. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Castbox, and Spreaker. And as always, be sure to hit like. And if you got any recommendations for us, send them our way. We love new metal just as much as you. New metal, new metal this week, man. We've talked about the Rivers of Nile. Go fucking get it. We've talked about the new Seven Dust Dirty. Check them out if you get a shot. You know, cross your fingers. They come to your town. Check them out on the festivals. They're playing almost all of them. Um, also announced new this week. Not a fan of it, but we are non-judge metal. Five Finger Death Punch announced a new album. Injustice for None. None. Zero. Injustice for none. And somebody told me that I read comments where people were like, "What the fuck? That's an obvious play on you know Metallica's Injustice for All," you know. Yeah. But then again, somebody else said they were like, "Whoa!" But they did just go through this big legal battle, which I don't really know much about. So maybe that's you know kind of their fuck you to the legal system. I said, I guess I could see that. But I mean, like when people go, "Hey, have you heard Injustice?" For-? And people are like, "Because ah. people have always said, have you heard Justice? You know Justice? They just." Say justice, and a lot of metalheads know. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about justice for all. Metallica, out. you know, somebody was like, "Yeah, five finger death punch," trying to bust in on that fucking word of mouth. Are you talking about it's justice? For like oh yeah, me. it's a great record. No, I'm talking about justice for no, all. No, you're, you're talking about people like me that, like, if somebody said, "Have you heard justice or yeah. whatever?" And, like, and I'm thinking the new fucking five finger death punch. If I like that, yeah, like, fuck yeah, dude, it's good, man. I'm trying to, and yeah. we think we're saying eye to eye, but in reality. Yeah, it's like word of mouth advertising from me to you. Really? God damn it, you it know, really and I don't is. want that. I don't, I'm just kidding. I mean, Marketing. I guess if that's their fucking ploy, whatever. But location, location, yeah. location. Marketing I guess so. I'm just guess. announcing it. It just, you know, it's coming, man. I mean, people like him. I'm not gonna shit on it, dude. A friend of mine made a good point. He said, "You guys can crap on all you want. That's the beauty of you know metal and freedom of speech. Right. Shit on something if you please. But hey, what you gotta you know agree to is that if it's a gateway metal." If that brings in thirty thousand people to a to a big arena somewhere, and fifteen thousand of them have never been to a metal show, and they only like Death Punch because they've only heard the singles on YouTube or whatever, because you know that's the kind of metal it is, you think. Right. But if those people go to that metal show and they have such a good time that it, they check out the three opening bands, and then they check out other bands similar to them on YouTube, and next thing you know, you got a metalhead growing up. And I was like, man, I never really looked at it like that, but that's absolutely true. I made the point before that nowadays you go to Cannibal Corpse, you got 14-year-old kids hanging out, you know? Like, it's it's a different world than it was when I was a kid. And, hey, you know, dude, if that's what happens, I can't complain about that. <sighs> if those kids started because they went to go see uh, Death Punch but ended up, you know, at the Slayer show, man, then metal did its job, right? 
I don't know if metal did its job or if the parents played enough metal and didn't allow like K92 and fucking JJS and all these fucking radio stations to dictate what their kids consider to be great music. It's true. You know? I mean, yeah, parents have a lot of uh, dictation in it. Luckily for me, my parents were into rock music and, and all the time right. growing up. I was very heavily exposed to it, you know. Also, you know, grunge and punk and a lot of other things. I was very fortunate, but you're right. A lot of people aren't in that position, and they don't get um, they don't get that alternative. I mean, you were talking about that earlier there. What? Just about like having that exposure to music, like you know, we were talking about because uh, we heard actually old Smashing Pumpkins was on the radio when we were on our way over here, and I was like, ah, you know, because they're doing a tour, I hear, and I was like, man, I'd go see that if it came near, because I grew up on it. You know, it'd be nostalgic as hell just to go catch that if it, if it came and it was it, and, and it was reasonable for me to go, I'd probably do it. I, you know, I'm not gonna bullshit. It's just like going to see the Foo Fighters or Mm-mm. or something like that. Fuck no, you're crazy. Don't oh no, I'm saying I'm crazy. saying it bands from that era. I don't mean in quality. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a Strider. I was like, don't you? Don't nah, dude, Dave Grohl, okay. metal as fuck. Okay. I'm all about it, man. No. Sonic Highways, dude. Check that documentary out. It's just great. Right. Uh, no, no, I don't mean like that, but I mean like that nostalgic era from the 90s, even though it's not metal. I mean, just like going to see Primus. Primus, that's questionable if it's metal. I think they're pretty heavy, but they got a lot of songs that obviously aren't metal. Choices, though. Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing mm-hmm. Pumpkins or Bone Thugs and Harmony. Smashing Pumpkins. I'm going Bone Thugs, bro. I'll well, that's cool, man. Have week. a good time having, yeah. a, having a field trip to your fucking childhood, dude. I'm Have a great time. Definitely, that's what it's all you about. Know? But... I don't know. Are you are you slightly biased just because of Billy's obsession with wrestling and shit? Like I know y'all share that common interest and whatnot. And even no, me. no, no, not at all, man. I mean, I enjoyed their music growing up, man. Interesting. He's the owner of of, of TNA Wrestling now. No, he's not. It's, didn't he like there was a lawsuit and yeah, shit? He, he talked about Rogan. He didn't win. Oh, he so he was within it. Yeah, he must have been within it. I'm pretty sure he not did bad. not I'm win saying, that lawsuit. Like, it seemed like. That's the reason he could talk about it is because... I'm pretty sure he started his own thing afterwards or got involved in somebody else's. I, I kind of wish he had. Like, TNA's, man, that shit sucked for, like, fucking the past True. 10 years, man. I haven't watched it in a decade. Like, no bullshit. And every time I'll be like, as a wrestling fan, I really need to sit down and just suck it up and try to give this other promotion my... I immediately am just like, why am I wasting my time with this bullshit and not watching Ring of Honor? Because there's fucking, WWE's on five times a week, dude. It's on like Monday nights, Tuesday nights. You can watch NXT on Wednesday, dude. I mean, you know, I'm sure they got something on fucking Thursday or Friday on whatever, blah, blah, blah. Smackdown. Yeah, it's on Tuesday live now. Oh, it yeah. is live now. Live. It comes on live on USA. Same channel as Raw. Like, it's just, you know, it's got its whole, they got their Monday whole Monday and thing. Tuesday back to back, live to live. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they got wrestling on. Wednesday, you mm. watch NXT, it's on uh, uh, the network, though. But, I mean, it's solid. NXT's fucking great. One of the best hours of wrestling each week. I'm no, no bullshit, man. Like, they, they fucking got, the, they obviously, uh, I mean, to say they have the market corner would be an understatement. But I'd rather watch them Ring of Honor or watch some, uh, you know, I, I, I watched fucking Wrestle Kingdom this year. I mean, I, I like to watch the Japanese stuff, too, and. I mean, there's a lot of good wrestling out there, but TNA, man, not for anybody. <laughs> I can't do it. It, to me, it sets shit sour. Every once in a while, they'll get somebody there I like too. Like I really like that, uh, um, fucking Pope Elijah Burke from fucking WWE. He used to be in WWE, and he went to uh, TNA, and then uh, D'Angelo De Niro is what his name was. I think they called him or Pope or some shit in TNA. I like that guy, but I couldn't even sit through that shit on there because I just was like, man, they ain't gonna do with this guy like what I want with him because mm. fucking, I fucking think TNA is just garbage, garbage shit. I'm definitely judge metal on that shit for sure. 
ECW is still a part of WWF though and shit. WWF. They own it, but it doesn't run anymore. Okay. No, they so they brought no it back ECW for a revival, man. But it it wasn't mm-hmm. it it obviously wasn't what it should have been. We don't have the Mick Foley anymore. Like one person, I think they can really. Do we have any? Type I mean, of they hardcore? had some. They had some decent hardcore matches in it when they did it, man. They had some blood shit. I mean, it started off with RVD as like the inaugural champion, and he was an ECW original guy. They started off having Sabu and some of those original cats on the roster, right? But I mean, it wasn't the same. Like it was before because it was struggling. These guys had to go out and promote, and now they Definitely. were given handed restrictions and storylines. Just wasn't the fucking same. That piano and, uh, and all that shit. Like, but that I remember I, was, I watched one live because they did it live after they did SmackDown tapings back in the day because right. they did SmackDown on Tuesdays and at 10 ECW would go live on Sci-Fi Channel. And I remember watching it and they did, had like Mark Henry and Kane or some shit doing a uh, well, like Extreme Rules match, man. And there was like fucking flaming tables and shit like right there on TV. I mean, they did a beating each other weapons. So it was pretty good. Sexual chocolate still in it? Uh, he retired like this year or last year. Did he come back? Won the world fucking championship and shit, man. One of the best heels in like years. Yeah, dude. Because he came out and he was like, yeah, pretty much came out and was like, I don't understand why I don't get title matches. I'm a badass dude. Look at me. I can bench press a truck. And Randy Orton was like, I'll give you a championship match. Everybody was like, oh, this is just one of those random matches. He's going to do. And Orton went to RKO him and he was like, get the fuck off me. Bam. We just rolled out with the belt. Everybody was kind of, wow, I fucking did not expect that shit. Because, you you know, it was just one of those matches where, like, usually the big guy comes out like, you guys fucking beat me. I'm too goddamn strong. Yeah, it was like nine of champions, like six fucking seven years ago, dude. Yeah. Mark Henry held the belt for a bit, too. My car goes with my personal burdens. And a discussion. Play as a podcast, when everybody else zigs, we fucking zag here at non judge metal. How about a little metal conversation? Just we like to talk about metal sometimes. No, we like to talk about everything like that. Yeah, yeah. So like, that. so I had a question earlier. I was just thinking about this, and, and 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 you know, all the time I'm always looking up new metal and thinking about metal of the past because you know, non judge metal is more than just what's new coming out. We want to talk about other things too. You know, I mean, metal it's a big influence in our lives. What's been out? What's been out, what comes out, you know, old bands becoming new again. This specifically, I'm thinking, is there any bands that you think should have never called it quits or possibly should reunite? And I'm thinking two categories for this. A realistic reuniting, something that could happen, and what would be your unrealistic one, something that will never happen. You know what I mean? I got my answers. If you want mine first to set the tone, I can give them to you. You can. Well, I go ahead and think about mine. My realistic ones would be... Obvious right off the bat, and it's an easy one, Chimera. I wish Chimera would continue to yeah, reunite I tour. I mean, it's just hands down, hands down for me. My other one would be Sepultura. All the original members coexist, and well, they, they, they're still around. They just haven't, they're not really on speaking terms. Like, I don't think there's bad blood anymore. You know, Igor stayed with Sepultura for a long time, the drummer, and then he reunited with his brother Max a few years ago, and they've been playing since. And Max has Soulfly and Cavalier Conspiracy, and they do play the Sepultura songs in complete, you know, in a, like they play albums in completion at shows, but Sepultura still exists as its own entity. But I kind of wish that maybe for just for one tour that they would all get back together and I could see that original lineup. I mean, I would love to see Andreas Kaiser with all those guys again. It's just, that would be so cool to me. No, no offense to Sepultura now or their fans. I know there's a lot of people out there like their sound with Derek Green and their new drummer, but for me, it's just not, you know, like, 
the band was Max and Igor and Andreas. You know what I mean? It was it right. was uh, it was that it had that specific tone. So I, that'd be one for me that I would like. Right. So. Hmm. You're not gonna you're not gonna like it. Either one of them. It's fine. And shit, right? Nonetheless, obviously unrealistic. I'm not wrong. No. Obviously, realistic, if you ask me, just because of the fact that, like, if they can get over certain aspects of their own relationship between Wes Boylan and, and Fred Durst, we can get another Fred uh, fucking Limp Bizkit album, and I know you're going to... No. It's whatever, know, right? You know, if they come out with something truth, great, man. If they both, come out with something knew, great, then there's, I have nothing wrong with that, you know? Unquestionable truth, it, the part that I liked was great enough to, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is the new... Evolution of Limp Bizkit and shit, but as far as unrealistic... Their last album shouldn't be the last thing they left it on. Have been. No, I get you. I get what you're saying. Unrealistic, what do you think? No, unrealistic, and forgive me, just because like I don't have any problems with the new lead singer. Ooh. But I want the original lineup of Drowning Pool, just like one more song oh, and man, shit. Like, and forgive me, man, because I know... No, dude, that's cool. Like, I saw him live okay, with exactly, Dave Williams, and that's, man. And I, I want to fight you over He was in the fucking pit with us. It was crazy. If I fight you over it, it doesn't fix anything. It yeah. make, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, I'm jelly over it and shit. Therefore, like... They were really good, and I really liked that record when it came out. Like, I, you know, and then I hear the songs with the new guy, and no offense to him, man. Exactly. It's just not that great. It's not... To me, it is, and I'm sure they well, got... He's such an open damn. atheist and shit, right? So, if I, you should like it, right? And I'm just like, dude, I don't I mind mean, it. I right? bet that but guy's like, a great dude. It's, I don't like the way he, the band sounds, and I'm not right. a fan of them. You it's, know, I mean, dude, I'm glad they got fans. Punch. I'm glad they're still going. Cool, those guys are great musicians. They deserve to make money. Horns up to them. But you know, they're not gonna get my ticket or my shirt by because I, you know, I got bands I want to support. No offense to them. You know, good luck to them. I hope they stay around. Longevity's key, man. You know, I mean, they're still going. I'll, I'll admit. Not to go back to wrestling, but right. in WrestleMania 20, they were the song for the promo in the main match, and it was like so fitting for it. <coughs> Step up song. I remember that song being kind of catchy or whatever that song was. I can't remember the name, but look it up. No offense to them. Still, I remember, I remember that not being terrible, but uh, otherwise, yeah, I get what you're saying, man. Dave Williams was a beast, dude. That, that was a good record, dude. Exactly, but I got to see Drowning Pool live at Phase 2 and shit, yeah. and like I didn't mind it, right? But like, Comparatively, I, I can't remember exactly who they played with. Now I think about it, but it seemed like I thought they got outplayed by the persons that played before them. Yeah. And now I can't even remember who fucking played in front of them. That's, nonetheless. All right. Um, yeah, Drowning Pool. Who misses? Huh? Dave Williams. Like, I do. I'm, saying, like, I'm sure a lot of people. That's do, one of those man. people where it's they like, still play the Dave Williams songs on Liquid Metal, man. I heard uh, that. Uh, What's that song, man? It's like, I can't remember the name of it right off the bat. Tearaway or Boss? Tearaway, it's Tearaway. Tearaway is one of those ones where, like, if you hear him about anyone else but me. I like that song, yeah. Um, yeah, man, that fucking album was decent. It's Center. It was good. Fucking Center. What do you think my unrealistic ones would be? I got two that I thought of immediately. Unrealistic. And I know immediately people Pantera. would go, Yeah, everyone would say that right off the bat. Yeah. And of course, that's my default, so I'm that's not going to use it. Exactly. I'm not going to use it because that's so obvious. I'm going to hand that one to Gordon because I know that's how he'd feel. Right. You know, since in his absence, I'll speak for him. But here's my two. First one, White Zombie Reunion. I would love to see it. I would go absolutely ape shit to see that a second time in my life. I got the White option zombie. to go see Rob Zombie with Manson this summer if I want. Forgive me for I being whatever I, I am. 
but like Rob Zombie and White Zombie, is there a big difference? Like, yeah, yeah. To who? me, there's a huge one. I do, dude. I don't like the Rob Zombie music. I'm not a big fan. The music, as far as the people in the band. Yeah, though. it's different people. It's completely. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's it's not it's not the same. Who? What are those people from White Zombie doing now? Uh, I think they're in other bands and they do things. I just it, I, it's not anything that I followed. Right. You know, but I've read like uh, things where they like they just don't get along and there's a lot of bitterness. So it's just not something. Yeah, because we're not a techno band, right? Well, because yeah, no, he just kind of disappeared, man, and kind of like booted them to the side and started his own thing. You know, and kind of just left them hanging. And, and I think they were all fucking writing music, or trying to get ready for a new album. So. But I don't want to dwell on that one. My other unrealistic one, and same with Pantera, it's due to uh, you know one of them not being with us. Man, I would love. Just, you know, non just metal more than just what's new coming out. We want to talk about other things too. You know, be metal. Speaking. That doesn't sound very good. And I'm like, nah, man, open your mind up. The whole concept of non-judgmental. Like, you know, don't pick it up and just put it back down. You actually give it a listen, man. And it's blown away. Uh, probably one you're not going to like, but... My biggest one... And what's, they're not here, unfortunately, due to like the same reason as Pantera, um, one of the key components not being with us. And there is instances in a band where I think that singers or certain people can be replaced. I like the singer for After the Barrel, and he's not the original one. I mean, you know, sometimes change is better, but you can't replace certain people, man. But honestly, to me, I would love to see Typo Negative one more time. That would blow yeah, me away. I didn't expect that at all. Okay. I would, that would blow me away. At first, I thought you were going to say Cliff. Like, once she started, it'd be like, well, you Oh, man. Yeah, song. dude. I would love to see right? Cliff Burton era Metallica. Right. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I would have loved to see Cliff Metallica. I would have loved to see Jason Newstead era Metallica. My friend uh, Narkill, who'll be with us uh, in May when we do uh, Carolina Rebellion, he'll be uh, doing, some, doing the show with us. He, uh, he saw Jason Newstead era Metallica. He's a huge Metallica fan. And uh, we were talking about that. You know, right? But uh, yeah, typo negative, man. Like they, uh, I gotta admit, they are a sweet spot. Like just <sighs> guilty pleasure. I mean, I, I can't even be like, oh, it's a band. You know, they, I know people shouldn't know. They are when it comes to being heavy and having an original sound and a complex repertoire of songs with diversity and uh, you know. Like the, the lyrics are often complex, they're often simple, they often have like absolute meaning to them while following a theme. I mean, it's usually when it's all, I mean, dude, it seems like they were a band that was gimmicky with that gothic style, but at the same time, in a way, which these also seem like they weren't a gimmick, like these were the really those guys, they were really just big, long, black hair, you know, big, muscly, kind of like chilled out, fucking. Dudes who love dark and gloomy shit, man. Who wrote absolute beautiful music with pianos and like this harmonizing melody that I've never heard in any other band since. And the way I remember seeing them live, and the way he, man, he pounded that bass and sang with his just 
that deep, deep voice, you know, and those 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 really slow parts to his to his you know melody when he's when he's howling out like uh, you know like pelt like he's pelting out these lyrics and it's just like operatic howl, man. Like he was one of the most original and like. I, I can't even describe it, man. Like people who like typo know exactly what I'm saying when I talk about Peter Steele. Like, but the people that are with me that don't really fuck. With I know. That, I mean, dude, right? it's 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 something you have to experience for yourself, man. Yes. Like, put yourself in the mind frame. Go back, listen to some of the songs. Like, check out that song, like "Love You to Death." Like they were talking on the ra- uh, radio. They did a whole radio show like a week or two back uh, on them. Like I said, Liquid Metal. I got that subscription to XM. Freaking awesome. Right. They uh they did a whole show dedicated to him, man, and they actually said at the end of they were like that song we think even as it might have been a single, but it's one of their greatest songs. Great. Because yeah, it, it's definitely the cream of the crop, man, because it covers all those things I just talked about. Like, and and they're just a massively talented band, and like they uh, you know they they were they were definitely oh taken gosh. from us too soon, man. Definitely they taken. were. I'm gonna we're gonna get into another band that hopefully won't be talking from us too soon because they actually have ended up dropping the record label or either the contract was done. I'm not sure. We're going to get more into it because there's a band that I think we've all experienced and love so much. It's actually getting new. It's actually getting a new record label. Record label. Thank you. Fucking labels. My bad. Metal Wendy with the fucking uh, correction. Right. But they're getting a new metal record label and it's not nuclear blast or metal blade what's happening here fill me in i'm going to when we come back they were back right all right i brought up unearth i brought up unearth dozens thousands Giles. Maybe even fucking million of times. No, Giles, man. That and the oncoming storm. Oh, God, Zombie the oncoming storm. Wow. Woo. Bloodlust. You, know you can't stop like, Gosh. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Here's the thing. The, do you know who the producer was on the oncoming storm? Who's that? Adam from Killswitch. Wow. Guess who's coming back to do this new record that they're going to do for the new record label? Well, it can't be Adam from Killswitch. I'm sure he's so busy. Sure what? It so is, dude. Adam, I don't know. I know hopefully people on our page and shit, if you listen to this show, check out our page because our page actually has a video link shared to it where Adam met up with like a, a person right at the bar and like got the barkeep to give him two shots and shit and sat there and took a shot and told the guy like straight up, this is my part and started ripping a solo like directly in his face and like, the dude's face melted off and shit. It's crazy. Check it out on the show, show notes and whatnot. But nonetheless, I think Unearth, man, Metal Blade gave them a shot. Like they were the first record label that ever gave Unearth any type of time and shit, and they automatically signed with them. And I think they've done released three, maybe four albums with them now. Yeah. And like they've all been pretty solid. Admittedly, I kind of fell off of them. But with new blood, sometimes, like, new life begins and shit, and, like, phoenixes and whatnot can arise from that. And I hope that's what happens with our Earth, because... I I really hope that they do stay around, man, because I think that they are, um... I think that they are a treasure, and if they get their, uh... If pe- people, um... 
if people give them a shot, like I think everyone would generally like them in the metal genre. I think that they they are a good match between like fast and heavy and groovy and you know because they can they can definitely those breakdowns hit man and they got some solid groove to them. And then it'll be just you know hard and sh right. fucking right in your face, man. One of the first bands that gave me multiple breakdowns within a single song. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is the second one that I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, Kill Switch is great with breakdowns, but like these guys do it again and again and again. Right on. And for that, like I think Unearth definitely is metal. Yeah, Warp Tour. Warp Tour this year. Maybe. Right. Is the Warp Tour metal? You know who's also on Warp Tour this year? Who's on the Warp Tour? Another band that's on Warp Tour due to their popularity. It's Necro Goblicon, who released a new uh, video for Dressed as Goblins, directed by Metalocalypse, Brendan Small. Brendan. So He's far, sick. it's got praise on the internet from all that have seen it. It's weird. I swear to it. Yeah. Check out Fake loud. news. <laughs> it's not fake news. Believe it or not, it is fake news. Check it out. Check out Loudwire and check out Blabbermouth. Metal Injection is the only... Only fucking places that's actually pushing Necrogoblicon. You tell me. No, 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 no. I heard on Liquid Metal Elitist. yesterday on the Devil's Dozen, the newest uh, uh, killers, uh, most killer metal songs for the week. Skin Thief was on there, okay, so they're getting pushed. Note, give me the white lighter that's got the little. Absolutely. So damn. on a twenty dollar a month paid satellite radio ser uh, uh, service, Necrogoblicon's getting pushed. Man, that's a. Uh, that's big push, and they're 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 getting pushed because I'm going to see them live. They're oh, getting yeah. they're getting with Rings of Saturn. Exactly, I was going to say like you're going because of Rings. Of Saturn. And I checked out the other bands on that man, like Algeon. That shit's fucking killer, man. You want to talk about some uh, uh, genty heavy shit? Bam, I'm going to see some fucking hard shit, dude. And Lorna Shore, wicked excited about this right. show. Man, there's just so much shit out there. Because like I didn't know about what you're saying, Algeon. Is that what you said? I, I believe right. that's their name. I know that's right. what it looks like to me. So if I'm incorrect with the pronunciation, let me guess. My apologies. Let me guess where you found it from, if you don't mind, What's because that? there's a place where I get some hidden gems, so to say, oh, yeah? on these shitty Facebook pages and shit that we yeah, we, yeah. we don't want to go on Facebook and whatnot, right? But if there's metal on Facebook, count me in. And there's metal on Facebook, right? But these metal people asking, like, yo, I need some, some, some type of metal. Yeah, you ever look through those? All these fucking suggestions and shit. I'm like, I've never heard of these, and then I'm clicking it. I'm clicking it, and I think, I think when we come back, you're going to get one of those bands that I found, and I think you guys need to find that out. Oh, man, no. I, if you got something, I want to know. Super. All right. Emperor of Mind. Emperor of Mind. I shit you not. Huh. I think it was on the Gent page, obviously, because you know I'm on that, that Vitalism, Vita, Vita Nick, whatever. Vitalism Nick. I don't know. Hear me out. It's just better. I'm telling you right now, anybody down for a sorry party? Exactly, right? I don't, yeah. Like, what are you thinking about that? Because it's know. instrumental. So you're not going to be able to hear what the, the lyricist is going to say. You're just going to be able to hear what the guitarist is saying. Because he's not, he's, he's not there. He's there's not no, there. There's no guy. Right? Not... It's your job with your imagination. Like when you were a kid, like you had the action oh, figure, right? Wow. But guess whose job it is to make the action figure do shit? It's yours. Strap up your bootstraps and start. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's cool. No, you obviously are excited about it, man. I, I got to hear it. 
Yeah, definitely. Emperor of Mind. <laughs> what you choose your groove basically, right? I got a good line to call this after this. Okay, so Emperor of Mind, anybody up for a solo party? You just played this for me, and all I could think of this instrumental song was, it's like somebody made the gente, the gentager escape plan. Like it, it's like it's like mathcore with groove, man. But it really reminded me of like a super heavy gent version of Dillinger. It was so fucking crazy, man. Like good all the way through. And uh, what did you say about it? Uh, I liked it. The more I listened to it, in the beginning I didn't care for it, but after probably 45 seconds in, it started to get really fucking groovy, so glad I gave it a good non-judgmental listen. Yeah, that's fucking right, man. That shit went, that shit went off the chart there for a minute, but it came back, it came back and hit, like, you know, it just like took you up and then and down and up and down. And all around, it's like an emotional roller coaster. Oh, dude, you don't know insane, where it's man. gonna go because you can do a straight like a 360. Yeah. Or it could be a 540. You out there in internet land, take your little uh, internet digits and type into your uh, you know, search devices, Emperor of Mind, anybody up for a sorry party? I'm I'm up for it and shit, I'm damn. I'm definitely fucking up for it. Damn if that's it. a sorry party, I'll go every time. God damn it. You know, consider me a soft little bitch. Mm. Sometimes when a vocalist bothers you so much, like, uh, oh, 10,000 fist in the air gets on my fucking nerves. Wait a minute, are you trying to say corn's metal? No. Shoots and ladders? That felt like a metal song to me. Turn around the posies. We listen to Blind all the way over here. Yeah, it is. Album's good. It's a great album. Classic. Like, Shit, it's a fucking good record. Out of 35 episodes, it's been brought up a whopping 24 times. <laughs> it was. It's, I mean, it's, it's fucking those, historical, right? man. Yeah, it's fucking God solid, damn. dude. So many people like it. It'll probably get brought up yeah. another 24 by the time we're done. Dude. Here comes Metal Wendy. Stirring the pot? I think so. She probably wants to know. Is it fucking metal or not? What's up, guys? When's it now? What is it this time? Oh, fucking I'm here. Devin. To, I'm here to bring the fight. Well, yeah, you can ask us if Motley Crue is. You know it is. Why would you even say something? I mean, I'm saying I see you motherfuckers just sitting lively with smiles on your face. I'm judgmental. I'm judgmental. That's what I am. Judgmental. I gotta Especially bring right now. I gotta bring the shit. What's metal? Kiss. If he didn't try 
to fucking monetize the whole fucking horns thing, I might give him a pass just because of Detroit Rock City and for what Kiss does the the fucking old Jews and McGruff, shit. McGruff, does the trademark show. scar him for life? It doesn't help his favors. It but I'm trying to be fair about this I assessment am too. because I didn't say it. they were very what would be considered glam metal um, or shock rock glam for that what? time. Or shock what? Glam metal or shock rock. Uh, and here's okay. here, listen okay. because this actually debates a little bit of a discussion. And here's why I say because look at the concept of it. People say Kiss isn't metal; they're rock and roll. They even wrote the song, you know, Detroit Rock City, you know, rock and roll all night. But that's at a time was heavy metal like a, a all universal term in 1973 when kids were rolling around with this shit you know what i mean like were people talking about heavy metal i mean black sabbath were new those bands were new iron maiden and, and those AC, bands DC. That, they were there but that was these these at the time it mm. goes into something i wrote earlier this is i'm glad you brought this up because is metal today what rock was in the 50s and 60s and here's my point check it out because when rock and roll was what its thing was it was controversial and shocking and it's going too far I mean, you're taking music too far you're taking it out of the safety of what we want and then here come uh you know black sabbath with his down tune guitars and that, that led forth the iron maiden judas priest acdc all these rock and roll bands back then man i think i think they were metal i think kiss is metal when they came out they were metal they would be rock and roll now hands down but when they came out heavy metal that's it was it's it was in the birth. Metal. First and foremost, it's not heavy. It's not heavy. Well, I mean, at the time, it was heavier than anything that no, existed. It's just we didn't I don't have know. heavy man. I don't know, man. You still had fucking wasn't Black Sabbath was already there. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like out of that vein of rock and roll, Guns and Roses and shit. No, like... that was in the 80s and 90s, man. The Kiss has been around since the early 70s, Kiss. man. Early 70s, Kiss, Blue Oyster Cold, Black Sabbath. You know, uh, Judas Priest, fucking Led Zeppelin, like, all these bands with these extensive Iron careers. Maiden, like Iron there was Maiden, so much know, better later out there. On. That was, uh, yeah, but Kiss was Kiss was around a little bit before <laughs> these guys. So where I'm, are we at right now? I'm gonna have to say, beginning days, Kiss, they're metal by default because they were one of the fathers of the genre. They were one of the inspirations for what would later on become thrash metal, groove metal, and, and, and glam rock and glam metal. The bands of Motley Crue, which at? definitely are. Where are you at? I don't Nick? think they're inspirations. I think there was so much more. Like maybe maybe Van Halen. Not at who, first. Who he fucking recorded albums with and shit. Like, right? Yeah, but okay. those guys were getting He's, their upstart while Kiss was main stage, man. Right. Kiss were selling out arenas, and those guys were going to see them and then getting inspiration to go Due play. Due to Detroit Rock City and how they want to rock and roll all night, the rock. But. Case but closed. when they wrote the like, no, it's like, not case closed. He, you shit. open your mind. Oh shit! All right, open your fucking dictionary and find out what rock and roll all night. All right, I, and party every day because I've metal. seen Kiss. I've seen them live. I take I take no restrictions about it. what I'm telling you is when Kiss were singing "I rock and roll all night," people weren't gonna go, "Hey, I play heavy metal all night" because the words heavy metal weren't universal yet. And it's not metal music. Ah, so Black Sabbath. Hold on, then. So I can play that drum riff. So if she was said Black Sabbath, would you have said Black Sabbath is not metal? No, or, Black Sabbath is metal. We but don't Black, get to argue that. That's not. We, you don't get to bring that. I get you, but it, it, but it gives you a point. It gives you. I, but it, it leads to my point. You're cheating. When right now. I'm not cheating. More when Black Sabbath was created, there wasn't heavy metal. There was no term heavy metal. Black Sabbath didn't put out their first record, and people go. But did did it at the same time? At the same time as okay. Black Sabbath. Did okay. it exist? 
Comparatively. For Kiss. We're talking Kiss. Did it exist when Kiss came out? The term was created in the term when they were on top and touring with bands like Sabbath and, and Thin Lizzy so and those guys. So, yes. Leo. Listen, so if it was in its prime, when Kiss was in its prime, don't you think they would have clung to each other immediately? They would have adopted that term? Yeah, that I, genre, think, I think that if it would have been Gene Simmons now with their popularity. It. No, because back then they weren't the money-hungry fucks they are now. That's what but that's what they became with their career later on, with the rock and roll. That's what it turned them into. That's just one thing you don't understand about older Jewish men. And just even younger Jewish men. Like, we're not greedy. We're more or less selfish. Like, it's more or less like we just we, want... We are, you're not Jewish. <sighs> I, I try to identify. You got like a turd in the pocket. Not like, a Jewish star, like that's a Jewish star skepticism and shit. Um, I don't have the whole yarmulke format and whatnot. Like we don't even celebrate Hanukkah in the first place. You're an yarmulke. atheist. You're clearly an atheist. I don't. I don't. This whole atheist thing. Like I think there is a one percent chance that it's real. So therefore, I am an agnostic just because of that one. I was gonna say technically you're agnostic. Okay. Just because of that, no, I realize I mean, that because there is. Fucking, fucking John. Scientifically, maybe it has to be possible. You have to. That's how I feel. Agnostic, you don't deny the possibility. Yeah, that's That's no. The best way to explain it, you know what the best way I've heard agnosticism explained is in that fucking um, Hot Fuzz movie when they ask him what that means, and he's like, he's just like, well, I believe in the mathematical probability of God. I'm just not entirely convinced by it. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, that's and it doesn't start any arguments with any family members and shit. I'm just like, you know, you got one percent. That 99% All of right. me that's made up of human and chimpanzee or whatever. And like water and all that other shit. So Vitamin Nick says... Uh, rock and roll all night. He says rock and roll all night. I say 70s Kiss, forefathers of uh, what heavy metal was to be. I say Kiss now, fucking rock and roll all night. Okay, you're missing the format of the question. Yeah, Ultimately, is Kiss metal or rock or gent or... Post-hardcore. What is KISS? It's a yes or no question. Rock or metal? In current form, rock. Nice. Rock and roll. Okay. Keep it all. I want to ask this to the internet. I do too. Internet. I do. I want to ask it. KISS. They just rock and roll all night? Where they metal was fun. The answer's more complex. The question's more complex. Our kiss rock and roll it's perspective. Even the music is kiss rock and roll due to their current form. And even the old music. Or, 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 or could they be considered a grandfather of metal? I think that's a fair question. Anyway, thanks for checking out Non-Judgmental. Once again, we're always appreciative to have you here. And be sure to check out our friends uh, Tara and Savannah over at the Star City Podcast. I'm not going to say it. It's very hey, bad. Go, where it's going. Going. I was going to say it. <laughs> it had a dick I stuck in. It's one of those. Dude, think about it. We do this all the time, and he pieces together like fucking coherent things out of this chaos. We got a good producer. You know, non-judgmental is more than just what's new coming out. We want to talk about other things too, you know. I mean, metal is a big influence in a lot. Like, that, that doesn't sound very good. And I'm like, nah, man, open your mind up. The whole concept of non-judgmental, like, you know, don't pick it up and just put it back down and actually give it a listen, man, and, and, and blown away.
Seven Dust, Dirty, New Track, man. Just as consistently heavy and good as their other stuff, man. So, Super um, melodic still. I want to get your opinion of that thank you before we head out of here, man. I think you'll really like that song as well. Got some killer screams in it. Non-judgmental. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, CastBox, and Spreaker. And as always, be sure to hit like. And if you got any recommendations for us, send them our way. We love new metal just as much as you. Send those messages. Send those messages and tell your friends about us. Horns fucking up, guys. Put them up. Non-judgmental 35. We're out of here.